Ladies and gentlemen, dust off your interrobang, calligraphize your ampersand, and moisten your umlaut. Because it's time to talk tall to me. I'm Omen Saint. And I am Nick McGill. Together we are Feckless Moans. And we are playing In Your Ears. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Let's go back. Nope. I'm Omen Saint. And I am Nick McGill. This is Talk Tall to Me. And we are Feckless Moans. Nick and I are your local experts navigating the twisting alleyways and midnight overpasses that is the discography of Jethro Tull. That's right. This is the first song off of side B from Benefit that we're going to talk about today. That's right. It is To Cry You a Song. Nick. Omen. Shall we have a listen? First, I want to talk about what are we drinking tonight, Omen? Oh, well, um, let's see. Over here I have some water in a Captain America glass. Classic Captain America glass. Yes, thank you, classic. And over here, Pan Audio Right, I have... A very fetching coconut toasted ale. It's a, it's a toasted coconut cream toasted, ale. I'm toasting a coconut cream <laughs> ale brewed by yourself, I Nick did, McGill. I, I did. This is the sound of my horn being tooted. Yeah, I did. And I am actually drinking. Oh, oh, oh Lord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Refreshing. I'm drinking a very delicious... Is it a mixed berry apple wine? I don't know. I just you bought it. I got whatever the cheapest thing was from <laughs> a mixed berry paint thinner. Um, <laughs> it's a it's um Ashley Lynn Winery. I believe it's a blackberry, blackberry. apple wine. There it is. Otherwise known as fruit hooch. <laughs> fruitch. It's a delicious fruitch. It brewed brewed by the good people in my hometown in upstate New York. Mm -hmm. And actually, I haven't tasted it. May I? Yeah, please. Thank you so much. It's pretty good. Um, and uh, an elegant nose. It's a the, it's a delightful bouquet. A delightful bouquet of grain ethyl alcohol. <laughs> and is that is that baby diaper that I smell? <laughs> it's actually really good. It is. It's nice. Um, a shout out to Ashley Wynn. Lynn. Ashley Lynn Wine Brains. <laughs> wow, that first sip just went right <laughs> to your head. <laughs> so yes, Ooh. we are still in Feckless Mom's studio in person. We hope to get a lot of these. And just to clarify, we are. Drinking safely and responsibly. Neither of us are driving tonight. Correct. Neither of us are recording a podcast. <laughs> At least I'm not editing the podcast tonight. So there's there's that. What did um what did um Herman Melville say? No, wait, was it Herman Melville or who am I thinking of? I, I have no idea what the quote is, so I can't tell you who said it. It might be Melville. He he one of them. No, 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 no. Uh one of the really drinky ones. Oh, um, Steinbeck? No, not Steinbeck. Um, More drinky. He has an M, perhaps, in his name, or an H, or a W. He killed himself, Probably. right? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I was an English major. Didn't write Moby Dick. Are you talking about, Who? like, the Lost Generation? Who didn't or write Early? Moby Dick? <laughs> oh. Um, John, anyway, the quote, the, quote, <laughs> the quote is, write drunk, edit sober. 
I mean, we we do have multiple computers in front of us. We could look that up. I bet it's apocryph apocryphally assigned to many people. Um, I imagine that that is an accurate statement. Right, drunk, drive sober, edit sober. <laughs> Uh, Hemingway. A Hemingway. That's the one who I thought Hemingway. it was. Okay, so very different generation than Melville. Oh, I knew that. Um, yeah, no. Hemingway said, "Write drunk, edit sober." By which I think, because it was Hemingway, he meant write drunk, edit drunk, go on book tour drunk, go to your publishers drunk, shoot yourself in head with shotgun drunk because you're drunk because you're drunk. Well, that took a dark He's turn. A drunk. Uh, to cry you a song. Okay, <laughs> let's have a listen. Ian Anderson has just cried us a song, has he not? I mean, he made it pretty blatantly clear that he's going to cry what? us a song. Is it his intention to cry someone a song? It's the fact that he told us many times. He says it more than once, doesn't he? He does. He also named a song to cry you a song. Just, in case, <laughs> just one more time for the people in the back. Nick. Omen. What would you say is the... The primary emotion of this song. What is the driving emotional force behind this song for you when you listen to it with your ears? I'm so glad you asked. These are my temp ears. My other ears are in the shop. <laughs> oh, I see. What emotion do I get from this song? Is yeah, that what you're, like, you're like when you listen to this, what what do you what does it do for you? Not much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't this isn't a this isn't a um, a Nick McGill rocking out song. This is one of those that we mentioned in the last episode where you just, you can turn off your mind and listen to it. Yeah. It's kind of, it's just one note. It's way too long. How long is it? It's over six minutes. And breathe out. Thank you. <laughs> it's um, six minutes and 16 seconds. It's, it's a, a lot of very song. long song. It's, a, it's, um, it's the same. And it, that's in between verses. That's in between choruses. They repeat. It's been a long time twice. It's been a long time at the, the end of, at the end of the song. It certainly has. Yeah, it just, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to just. It, it, they could have cut it in half, and I think I would have been happier with it. Right. And honestly, I don't think it would have lost anything in the in the cutting. Well, interesting. So now, so so that's how that's sort of how you feel about it. Correct. What do you feel like is the main emotion that 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 drives it? If you're to put yourself into the state of the singer, so the the emotion being imparted. Yeah. Um. I really, I genuinely don't know. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I don't know what the lyrics are trying to say. There's, there's a, maybe a desperation and a manicness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I get that more from the music than the lyrics. Well, I think in this case that that is intentional. 
Mm-hmm. I, I had the experience of like when I was, when we were listening to Benefit sort of like a lot when we were, we, we lads. When we were, we, we lads. When we, 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 we lads. Oh, that's something else. <laughs> I remember being pretty befuddled by this song and just sort of thinking like, yeah yeah but and you know little phrases stuck out to me like closing my dream inside its paper bag yep thought i saw angels but i could have been wrong thought i saw angels but i i could have been wrong angels angels but yeah like it's not possessive it's it's plural oh it's also oh why you know it's the butt of an angel Kind of fun. Of an angel. <laughs> it's um that Sarah McLaughlin what they put in the eyes of an angel. No, you just it's a cultural reference. You oh, I see. Understand. I've never. I, yeah. You know. Ah, I've been. You've missed merc- out. Mercifully spared from all that. There you go. Um. So okay. So that's how I used to. I used to just sort of be like, okay, yeah, it's this sort of jam. Yeah. I have a theory. Please. I have a theory about what this song is. And here it is. Do you recall our discussion about the song Reasons for Waiting? Uh, in between the tears and sobs, yes. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I, I may. <laughs> and um, I feel like this is the other side of that same coin. Hmm. The, uh, I, believe it's, I believe it's the same song in a different moment. I think as we were listening and as I was reading the lyrics to go along with it, I think that's the closest that I got to some sort of structure. Right. So just to remind our listeners who who uh, may not have been just listening to Reasons for Waiting. You can go back and listen to it. You can go back and listen to it now. We'll wait. We'll wait. Tick. Talk. 30, 30 minutes of silence <laughs> but no that was that was a song in which we theorized that that he was um feeling the distance from his from the woman that he married a year later jenny franks and it's a very sweet song about how you miss the one that you want to be with i think that this is that same impulse but from the other side of things where you're like oh my god this tour is crazy Hmm. I have 36 hours where if I move this flight to here and hmm. depart from Dusseldorf without sleeping after the show, I can drop into London and see my girlfriend for like 12 hours. Mm-hmm. And there, there are a lot of little, there are a lot of little um, things in here that I, that sort of pulled that out to me. The, the thing that, the thing that kind of broke it for me in that, on this theory, what I'm building this theory on is the line Search in my case, can't find what they're looking for, waving me through to cry you a song. Search in my case, can't find what they're looking for, waving me through to cry you That, I was it's like... clearly airport. Yeah, customs. Yeah. And, and, and then I was like, oh... It's that moment when all you want to do is get to the, literally get to the door of the person that you want to be with. Mm. And every single thing is, is blocking you and taking extra time. And it's like, oh, now they want to search my GD suitcase. Yeah. And who knows what's in it? Because I was just in tour in Europe. Mm -hmm. 
Lights in the street peeping through curtains drawn. Rattling of safety chain taking too and long. Taking she's too long. at the door. She's taking the safety chain off. And it's but it's I I cannot get to you soon enough. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. In which case, if this is sort of the theory that we're going with, do you think that Cry You a Song is a euphemism? Is it talk about the weather, basically? It's a, a, a 90s trope of, of songs. Lift Your Luggage. That's a Dan Savage invention. We don't, we don't endorse Dan Savage on this podcast. <laughs> We should. He's a great podcaster. No, but in in the in songs in the '90s, a lot of them referenced talking about the weather, and that was coitus, in in interdominatus. Uh, mm-hmm. Nope, mm-hmm. nope, just mm-hmm. plain coitus. Just, just straight up old sex. Plain old coitus. Okay. Yeah. Oh, can I say sex? Doing it. Did it. Okay. Done. No, I meant doing it as in sex. Oh no, yeah, you can say sex. Boning. I mean, we can we can fall down this rabbit hole if you want. Oh, that's another one. That's another thing to call it. <laughs> Traveling through London town to fall down your rabbit hole. Oh, oh my goodness! But I do think, I mean, and the re- the only reason I think that is, it's been a long time, still shaking my wings. Another um, another euphemism, perhaps, or just that it's been a long time. But what's the shaking my wings? <laughs> For those of you. Who just heard a random jostling at home? Uh, Omen spasmed his arms as if as if shaking his wings. Yeah. No, I mean, who knows? Shaking his. It's been a long time. Still shaking my wings. I'm a glad bird. I've got changes to ring. You know, he's doing something in the world. I feel like this is a sort of classic like conflict of the home life and work life situation, as we would as we would describe uh, it now. Work work life balance. Work life balance. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and the fact that he, the fact that he has lines in here like closing my dream inside its paper bag, like he has to, in order to go visit his girlfriend, he has to put aside his dream, even he has to for... close it up in a, in in its little bag, yeah, just to literally drop out of the sky mm-hmm. on British airs, and to cry you a song. and get in a cab for a quick shag, yeah. And there weren't cell phones back then. No, it's probably a pain in the butt to call from wherever you are. Oh, I'm I'm absolutely yeah. sure that's true. What do you think about this as a, as a working theory? Oh, I, I absolutely it works for me. I mean the the it's it's really it was that that last that last set of three lines. The smile in your eyes was never so sweet before. Yeah, came down from the skies to cry you a song. Smile in your that's exactly what I thought. It's just kind of a shame that it takes six minutes and fifteen <laughs> seconds for you to realize what the hell he's actually talking about. Well, isn't that isn't there a quote from a from a movie somebody describing Led Zeppelin and saying they they said in two lines what it took Jethro Tull seven minutes to say? Oh my God, is that true? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's I think, amazing. I think that's a, feel like that's a description of something that's amazing 
for what it's worth, Tall doesn't have a lot of seven minute songs. I mm, ratio wise. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I'm just gonna look up a little bit about uh what do you what did you find? Um It's a crazy tour schedule. Oh, I'm sure it was. They were young and and bananas and wow really i mean really would have i am I'm, I'm like li i'm like literally looking at this tour list mm -hmm. and i'm like when would he have had time to drop into london for 12 hours what's the start date the 2nd of january all the way to what the 22nd of december no, the 14th. Of December? Yeah. Holy cow. And in there, there's a five-day break between Philadelphia and New York. Which, he's in the States. He's not there's going a, back. There's a bit of a break between their last date in Norwich and then their first date in Madison, New Jersey. There's like a two-week break there. Okay. He could he could very feasibly go home then. Sure. Um, I mean, he probably would for the five-day, too. It looks... Could. Oh no! There's a there's a one day off there. It's like two days off between the Brighton Dome and the City Hall in Brighton and Hull in the UK. It, it it's really packed. It's a really really packed schedule. During which they released stand up. What what's the name of this this tour? What was this tour called? Jethro Tull, nineteen sixty nine. I don't okay. I don't know if it had a real a real tour, but it's it's insane. Yeah, it's actually insane. So that. That proves the theory that, at least for those probably first couple of years, if not longer, their tours were bonkers. They t they played 19 dates in January. Wow. Yeah, they started off strong and probably tried and to keep a, as much of that momentum as possible. That was a short month. Anyway... So point point being, I think that I think that like genuinely I can I can see if, if this is if this is our working theory about this, that this is a song about how difficult it is to visit your girlfriend in London while you're on tour the entire year. Yeah, I I think that would be difficult. I concur. I'm so glad we're on the same page. Thank goodness. Hmm. Can uh, you they did 104 shows in the States that year, just in the States. And a lot of their tours are in Europe. Yeah. Does it have a total here? If what I'm looking at is correct, they did. Looks like just under 200. So 176 is what I, I'm seeing. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that is uh, cray cray, as the kids say. Yeah, they do say that. Top song played was Nothing Is Easy 21 times. That makes sense. They played then Beret, then Dharma. Huh. New Day Yesterday, Fat Man, For a Thousand Mothers, My Sunday Feeling, <laughs> Guitar Solo, A Song for Jeffrey, We Used to Know, Back to the Family, Sweet Dream, Martin's Tune, Living in the Past, Play in Time. Ooh, Play in Time. To be sad is a mad way to be? What? Why have we never heard of this? I don't know this one. They played it at Fillmore West in San Francisco in, yep. on March 13th, and they played it on in stockholm 
in Concertuset, Stockholm, January 19th. (laughs) January 9th, rather. To be sad is a mad way to be. That sounds vaguely familiar. So they were they were in the UK only for chunks. Mm-hmm. They were they they seem to they seem to ping pong back between back and forth between the states and the UK. It and, feels like they've they did Europe. that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Now may I ask you a very specific lyrics question? Clearly should have been on. Um, this was. This was, yeah. It sounds exactly like their style from This Was. Wow. This is from their, that Stockholm concert in 1969. For being a 1969 recording, this is very decent. Was that at the Concertus? The Concertus. Yeah, I couldn't even begin to pretend. I think it just means concert house. Oh. Waffle house, I'm sorry. Yeah. I misspoke. Concert is a kind of a crunchy, crunchy Swedish waffle. It's a granola. Um, okay, important question, Omen. Yeah. I thought I saw angels, but I could have been wrong. <clears throat> mm-hmm. What do you think that's about? Is that being distracted by other women? Mm. Mm. When did you become a Skeksis? <laughs> yeah, that was a thought. I also, that was that was one that I had. I, I also connected it to the line previous, closing my dream inside its paper bag. Wow. Super deja vu about this so this set of lyrics. Well, we probably have talked about it in the past. I guess. Or you were having a stroke. Ooh, that. I'm just crying a song. I Oh, God. <laughs> Keep that to yourself. <laughs> Closing my dream inside its paper bag, I feel, you know, is in reference to his career. Thought I, say, so thought I saw angels, but I could have been wrong. I wonder if it's like, I, you know, he's doing this tour. He's like building up this incredible thing that he's doing. He's creating a rock and roll legend. Mm-hmm. Is when he's on stage, does he sometimes literally, figuratively, experience, like, angelhood? Does he feel like a god? Like he's an... Oh. Does he feel, like, divine in those moments? And then now that he's, like, flying into London to try to keep this relationship alive, is he like, is any of that real? Oh, so it's, um... It's hindsight? It's a hindsight thing? Or it's... Or perspective, perspective it's like when you're in the life when you're on the tour you're like oh my god this is it now that he's taking a a two minute break from it is it like is this even a real thing yeah yeah is it a moment of doubt i suppose that's as as good a guess as any because i couldn't think of anything else to explain it i couldn't even think of that to explain it when i was a teenager i thought it was thought i saw angel's blood I could have been wrong. That doesn't make it any better. Does it? <laughs> Does no. It? Oh, okay. No, 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 not at all. You said it. You said it so so definitively that you were like, "Well, this this lyric makes sense." No. That's a that's a problem that I have sometimes. I will say questions, but I'll say it as like a very confident statement, and people are like, "Oh yeah," and then I'm like, "No, no, no." No, I need an answer. I, I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs>
fascinating. Yeah, no, I I close I like I like the line closing my dream inside its paper bag. It's I get it. I understand it in the context. Thought I saw angels, but it could have been wrong. Search in my case, can't find could it be tied into the airport thing somehow? I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing for that. Cause because closing my dream inside its paper bag feels so finite. It feels like it's there's there doesn't need to be more to that to explain it, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm gonna go back to my my a lot of this is weak allegory, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Flying so high, trying to remember how many cigarettes did I bring along? Well, that to me sounds very literal. Yeah, he's he's in the he's actually flying. When I get down, I'll jump in the taxi cab, driving through London town. He to doesn't. Cry song. He literally doesn't have time to stop and buy cigarettes. Yeah. So does he have enough? He shouldn't have any because smoking is very bad for you. Smoking is gross. It's 2019. Let's everyone stop smoking, please. Done. Okay, one last one. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think I, you got anything else for for to cry your song. I, I want to talk for a second about the um, the double guitar f the double guitar kerfuffle that happens before the last verse. It's my favorite dessert. <laughs> double guitar fuffle. Yep. Double guitar kerfuffle. That's a hard yeah. thing to say. Eh? It's difficult, yeah. Try it. I'd, I'd rather not. <laughs> not in front of anyone, anyway. Oh, also, I want to point out, there's no flute in here. Yeah. No flute in this song. He left it with the band. That's right. He left it with the band. He it the, It's not to flute you a song. There it is. There Nailed it is. It. There it is. To flute you a tune. <laughs> he's, a, he's a regular old tune fluter. A flute and tutor. A flute uh yeah we ordered that from ikea so but the <laughs> the um the question that i had is that at, at one point was it my imagination or did i hear two electric guitars simultaneously and then oh, does that mean that anderson is playing the electric guitar they they haven't it's not outside the realm of possibility that they have martin on two tracks we've seen that before very rarely though that's true it is more likely i feel like this album though there's very little of that yeah it's it's very just like sort of what can we do live they mm -hmm. were in a very like live yeah mind let's 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 do it and get it done they were gonna ask the live mind is that a thing it's like ask the hive mind. Oh, the hive mind. Yeah. yeah. Why would you ask them something? The hive mind? Yeah. Right. If it's a hive mind, wouldn't you just already, you would already know? Yeah. Yeah. Good point. It's stupid. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel, I feel like maybe, um, maybe Ian in a, in a state of profound sexual frustration turned on the overdrive on his on his amp did he do that really weird thing where the two guitarists go up to each other crotch to crotch and play guitars at one another so he and martin Barr just like gyrating electric guitars it's possible at one i i think it's likely yeah 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy things happen on tour. And that's how Ian Anderson became a mother. <laughs> that's also it for To Cry You a Song, I would say. Yes, if right? we talk any more about this song, we risk um, libel. Crying about this song. Or that also, yes. Okay, so that is it for the first track off of Side B. Yeah, B1. B1. B1 with the universe. B... Nope, nothing. You don't have to cry... When you <laughs> don't cry because we'll be back next week. Oh, that oh, nice. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, with a new episode, B two. The song is a time for everything. No, there isn't a question mark on there. Is there? There is in this one. Is there? Well, no. A time for everything. Yeah. Question mark. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's no. Uh, there's no. Question. Fortunately, a a week. Oh my gosh, there is a time. For everything? A time for everything? A time for everything? A time for everything? Fortunately, for everything? a week gives you <laughs> a lot of time to rate and review us. Also, please send us an email. Let us know how you like the podcast. We've That's had right. some wonderful responses from some of our listeners thus far. And we just love hearing from you. We want to know how Jethro Tull has impacted your life, since you know how much Jethro Tull has impacted our lives. So much. So, so much. You can get in touch with us at momes, at fecklessmomes.com. That's M-O-M-E-S. At fecklessmomes.com. Or you can go right to fecklessmomes.com, and there's a little contact us pagey page, and, and you can poke around the website. Yeah, you can cry us a song right on there. Yes, please put a plastic bag over your keyboard. What? <laughs> that was graphic, Nick. <laughs> Until then, I'm Omen Sade. <laughs> I'm completely baffled. And we are Feckless Moms. And this is Talk Tull to Me. On the Feckless Moms Audio Network! <laughs>